Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast once more. This is episode 117 entitled Using WordPress to Run Your Online Course with Chris Badgett from Lifter LMS. It was published on Thursday the 28th of February 2019. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England, and I won't be joined later by David Wormsley because it's an interview with Chris Badgett today. So just a couple of things before we begin. If you wouldn't mind going over to the wpbuilds.com website, You'll see a menu at the top, and if you click on the subscribe button there, there's a form for you to fill out. And on that form, you're going to simply put in your name and email, and that will allow us to tell you when we've got podcast episodes coming out. We do it twice a week, one for the weekly news on a Monday and one for the Thursday podcast, which you're listening to now. There's also links to sign up to the Facebook group. We've got 1,900-odd members there now, all talking about WordPressy things, so that's very cool. You can also go to our YouTube channel. I'd love it if people started to use this. Uh, there's a button on that page, and everything that we produce is on the YouTube channel, so that includes contribute episodes, demos, WordPress weekly news, the podcast, the whole lot. Also, if you want to be notified on Slack or Facebook Messenger, you can use those links. That would be really, really great. Thank you so much for those people that do that. WPBuilds.com forward slash deals will get you heaps of money off lots of WordPress products. We've got a couple of webinars coming up. And if you go to WPBuilds.com forward slash webinars, we've actually had to change the date of the Chris Badgett webinar um, because of some things going on in his life. But we've still got the Groundhog webinar coming up. We've got Social Web Suite and we've renegotiated the time for the Lifter LMS uh, webinar so go and sign up to those and if you don't attend at the time you can at least watch the replay so it's definitely worth signing up wpbuilds.com forward slash contribute if you'd like to come on and talk to me about something cool that you've done recently i'd really appreciate that we'll share our screens and have a natter and put things on the internet with you on them so that's really good if you go over to wpbuilds.com forward slash win, you'll be able to enter a competition. At the moment, we've got themify.me. And until the 12th of March, you'll be able to enter that competition to win one times lifetime club membership, three master club memberships and five ultra theme memberships. Go and fill out your details, share it all over the Internet. And you never know, you might win yourself a prize. Um, another one is forward slash advertise. If you would like to be a part of the WP Builds community and advertise your product or service, I'd be most willing to talk to you. It really does help keep the lights on. Um, and we've got banner ads and we've got audio ads and you'll be hearing from our current sponsors in just a moment. I'd really appreciate it if anybody feels that they can go and rate us with a, a good star rating on iTunes. That really does help swell the audience of the podcast. So anybody listening on an Apple product, if you could go to iTunes, well, I suppose it's on Windows as well. Go to iTunes and click on the star rating review and write us a little review. It's very, very helpful. Thank you so much indeed. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by Project Huddle. Are you still using email for client feedback? Well, there's a better way. With Project Huddle, client feedback has never been easier. 
point, click and type interactive comments right on top of any website. For 20% off, visit projecthuddle.io forward slash WP builds and the page builder framework. Do you use a page builder to create your websites? The Page Builder Framework is a mobile, responsive, and lightning-fast WordPress theme that works with Beaver Builder, Elementor, Breezy, and other page builders. With its endless customization in the WordPress customizer, it's the perfect fit for you or your agency. Go to wp-pagebuilderframework.com today. And WP Ultimo. Could you imagine having your own profitable network of WordPress websites that can be 100% set up and configured by your clients? Make it a reality with WP Ultimo. Payments, plans, limits, templates, customization, it's all taken care of. Just download the plugin, configure the options, and you're ready to go. Visit wpultimo.com today to find out more. And we really do thank all of our sponsors of the WP Builds podcast. Okay, today, episode 117, we're talking to Chris Badgett, one of the founders of Lifter LMS. If you've ever had any aspirations of running an online course, then you'll realize you need an LMS, a learning management system. Well, Chris and his company have got such a thing. It's a plugin for WordPress and it allows you to do pretty much everything. Design your course, create content, limit it, set up payment plans and so on and so forth. Everything you'd expect. And he's here today to talk about it. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, thank you for listening to the podcast. And we've got to the interview part. We're doing an interview this week. And today, all the way from North America, Maine, a place called Belfast, we have Chris Badgett. And I've pronounced his surname correctly because just a moment ago, he told me you pronounce it like Inspector Gadget. Hi, Chris. Great to be here, Nathan. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. Now, Chris, if you don't know Chris's name, uh, Chris is associated very, very heavily with a whole bunch of stuff around WordPress, but most specifically with a product called Lifter LMS. And you can find Lifter LMS, let me get this right, right at the beginning, at lifterlms.com, no spaces, no hyphens, L-I-F-T-E-R-L-M-S.com. Chris, what on earth is an LMS? So LMS stands for Learning Management System. And when I'm talking to somebody who, as you know, like this whole online course craze and membership site craze is, is really taking off. And it's been growing for quite some time. But I'd like to get clear on what the terms mean first. So there's an online course, there's a membership site, there's a learning management system. And depending upon who you're talking to, they're going to use different words to talk about similar and different things. So Real simply, an online course is content structured into, you know, kind of an organized format. When people talk about membership sites, they're either talking about protecting the content or locking it down or a recurring subscription model, or perhaps they're going to do courses, but they're also going to have all these other goodies inside the membership in addition to just um, educational courses. And then there's the LMS industry, the learning management system industry, which was born out of the e-learning or electronic learning industry. And that, what an LMS does and Lifter, it meets all those needs. It's an online course platform. You can build a membership site with it and you can do the learning management system. So the learning management system, the big thing to think about is the M. It's the management. So you can uh, manage your students. There's all kinds of like reporting that goes into how people or are progressing through your courses and your training. 
there's all kinds of data about student behavior, passing, failing, completing, last time they logged in, and so on. And Lifter can kind of hook into all that, and you can build um, you know, automations based off behavior. There's a bunch of things involved in that. But learning management system can manage one course. It could you could have multiple courses. You could have a complex membership site, or you could build a full-on online school or university. And we've even got universities using Lifter wow. to you know uh, to to manage some of their e-learning or LMS needs. So it's it's scalable from like the one course, one person show, all the way up to the um, multi-instructor, you know. Lots of course, huge course catalog online school. It kind of feels to me, and a good analogy that I've just come up with, which might be terrible, but I'm going to say it anyway. It kind of feels to me like a university in the in the in the fact that you don't, you know, you don't sign up to go to university and then suddenly arrive and expect somebody to just dump a load of paper on you and say, "There you are, that's university." There go off and figure it out. You know, it's kind of like somebody's there to enroll you. Somebody's going to be, um, you know, providing you with the, the the structure of what your week's going to look like, providing you with the next step and the next step. And then at the end of it, if you pass all the tests and so on and so forth, somebody's going to give you a piece of paper to say, look, you did it, go and show the world. So it's kind of like university in that it just guides you through everything. You know, your users arrive, are taken on a journey, everything's put in front of them at the right time and they're encouraged to go to the classes and do the next thing and so on. So any good? Was that a good analogy? That's a, I think that's a great analogy. And yeah. this is where this was kind of born out of in the WordPress world is, I don't know, back in 2009, 2010, um, WordPress sites, you know, when it was more content based websites, Hmm. um, this whole membership idea came out and people would start building these memberships and put content behind a paywall. And, you know, there was a great theme about a decade ago called optimized press, which kind of led the charge with WordPress and membership sites and content behind the paywall. But there was, you know, between then and now there's this whole evolution into Hmm. what you just described into a more curated designing experience kind of thing, not just locking down content behind a paywall. But giving you the next step and giving you encouragement and giving you quizzes and tests and finally giving you a certificate and so on. So how long how long has Lifter been a thing? It has been around since 2014. Okay, so, so yeah, um, you know, whatever. A little over four years. Yeah, so okay, let's go back five years then in that case, and presumably it didn't exist. Maybe it was a, the kernel of an idea in your head. You're, yeah. um, you're looking for something to do in the WordPress space. Why, why did you choose this? Because this is hard, and, you know, there's easier things to do. Why did you choose to build an LMS over, I don't know, a regular membership plugin or a theme or a whatever? So I'll give you the short version. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a technical guy. So I'm a non-technical co-founder. When I started working with WordPress, I was actually living in Alaska without electricity on a glacier with a couple hundred sled dogs. And I used to manage. <laughs> that was unexpected. <laughs> this is I, great. <laughs> so I managed a sled. A heli- you could only get here by helicopter. And it was a, a helicopter-supported tour business with sled dogs on a glacier. Wow. And in the off and I did that for 10 years. Um, and in the off season, you know, there were lots of different things I did. I used to help, uh, I would run some dog sled races. I, I had a great mentor that I helped train for the Iditarod, which is a huge, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. big sled yeah. dog race in Alaska. 
and that was my world. But I slowly discovered um, this online world and I started messing around with WordPress and publishing and I started you know, getting interested in marketing. My whole thing was all about like leadership and I mean, I learned how to, you know, lead teams and manage a business. I, I learned all that stuff in the offline world. So to, to kind of speed up the story, uh, I had my first kid in Alaska. Um, and then that, at that time, I decided I wanted to make a total change. I loved Alaska. I love, you know, flying in helicopters. I love sled dogs and all that stuff. I love being in, on the glacier. I have a background in mountaineering and climbing and all that stuff. But I wanted to have a more, you know, home-based life and really be available for my kids. So mm. I, I made it just a pivot. I was playing with WordPress as a hobby. Uh, my first blog was about leadership and, uh, you know, the outdoor industry. And uh, from there, I started just uh, freelancing. Basically, I sold my first website to a client for, um, I believe it was $300. Mm. And to fast forward the story again, um, I started hiring, you know, real developers to help me, real designers to build stuff. And, you know, I, I was more of like a project manager than an actual developer or designer. I, I, I don't have great design sense and I, I can't write a single line of code. Um, so fast forward that, then I, I merged my, my uh, web design development agency with another company. Uh, who is my business partner now, Thomas, he's the technical mind, the CTO. And, but we had no products. We were doing client work and this is, and, and at this point now we're doing like $30,000 projects, $50,000 projects, $80,000 projects built on top of WordPress. And we developed a specialization in membership sites and training sites. Mm -hmm. And that all came out of, a. Uh, uh, talent at the intersection of WordPress and Infusionsoft and understanding um, marketing and kind of this whole emerging expert industry. So you, you kind of like got led down that path by the kind of clients and the, the things that you were you were doing for them at the time. Incidentally, I am now going to start the Alaska podcast and you are going to be <laughs> guest number one because I, I want to talk about that for the rest of this. I'm not, yeah. That's so interesting. Honestly, totally unexpected and yet really, really, really interesting. Damn it. We're going to talk about WordPress instead. Okay. Um, so... An LMS is something that you you sort of like got drawn into. You're doing them and so on. So, changing tax slightly, not talking about uh, Lifter particularly. LMSs are available all over the place. You know, they're not just WordPress. They are uh, they're SaaS products. You can pay a subscription fee to a, a, an online platform. Um, we've all come across the names. We know who they are. Why would we want to Why would we want to put this all on top of WordPress instead of just a, a, a monthly fee to some SaaS platform and do it that way instead? So there's a, you started this podcast with an analogy, so I'll give you an analogy here. Um, Self-hosted, meaning owning the website with WordPress, using WordPress and having that control, uh, versus hosted, uh, where you're, you're, it's a SaaS company that you're renting space on and whatnot. Um, the analogy is when you own the platform, it's like building a custom home and there's all these tools and you can do whatever you want and it's yours, you keep it. When you park your content on a hosted LMS. It's kind of like a dorm room or an apartment where they're all the same. Um, like mm. a lot of, a lot of the, um, 
sites, like I can tell when I'm on certain hosted platform sites because they all pretty much look the same. You can swap out, you know, the logo and change the color palette or whatever. Yeah. But they're pretty standard and that's not bad. There is a place for those. Um, but when someone, we actually get a lot of people pull who are, we're actually their first introduction to WordPress. They're not happy with the hosted platform, not because it's a bad service, but because they want um, design freedom, they want functionality freedom, mm. and they want ownership and control. They, and they, a lot, there's a lot of like kind of hidden fees and metered pricing. Like, yeah. okay, if as soon as you start getting more successful, more money's flowing through the system. You're publishing more courses. You need more admin accounts. All of a sudden, that monthly bill goes up and up and up. Mm. So those are all the reasons that. Um, people will either switch from or decide to start with a mm. WordPress LMS. Yeah, I, I mean it's a home run, isn't it? You know, we we like the we love WordPress here, and it's a bit of a pointless question. I think though, I think you're <laughs> right though. Those those platforms exist, and and they're pretty good. They do what they do. In fact, oddly, I know some WordPress people who who use them just because they wanted they wanted zero uh, time to to. To, to spend building it but yeah anyway moving on so you've been doing this for a whole bunch of years and in that time I'm assuming that you've got some nice hard-won advice so let's assume that somebody listening to this podcast right now has got this great kernel of an idea they've got this great course they they're thinking right okay I'm gonna build it I'm gonna do it give us some top quality three or four little bullet points advice about what makes a course good in inverted commas that's a rubbish question but that's that's what i've got <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll give you three um the first one is don't build a resource course and what i mean by that is when you're an expert in some kind of thing there's a tendency to just try to make the course as massive as possible like an encyclopedia of your knowledge about a certain topic and kind of put that behind a, a paywall there is a, a place for a resource type, libraries type course, but what most learners or potential customers are looking for is uh, to learn a process. Like let's say if this is, you know, here in the WordPress community, if I was gonna teach a, a course about how to run a successful WordPress agency or how to go from solo freelancer to like 10 person agency, I, I would be teaching a process. So that's a, so there's a process course. Then there's also the behavior change, um, course archetype, which is, uh, if I want to, you know, get in shape or lose weight or quit smoking or, um, become more productive or become a morning person. The, these are things that the behavior change model is, uh, a very powerful thing that people are actually looking for. Mm -hmm. There's a, another one which I call the case study course where you can make a mu much more powerful course when you spend the hard yards and time researching and analyzing uh, other successful people and whatever the niche you're looking at and kind of curate that down to the best content and that where you see these trends that are going to help people. Mm. So, so that's number one is be careful of the resource course. It's a classic experts curse kind of mistake that, um, you, you, we make when we, we want to teach everything under the sun around our expertise. Um, the second one is the order in which you don't, you, uh, you do things. So, um, 
the what most people do, unfortunately, I see it as backwards, is they get the LMS or the membership or the website, whatever technology first, and then um, they start creating the course content and the curriculum, and then they go look for people to sell it to or build community around. Mm. I would I would argue to do it in the opposite way. As an expert, start with building community. Then build the course content, or at least 80% of it. Then go shopping for, you know, software and tools. Uh, because it, it, those, when I see it go that way, they're like 90, 90% more successful or higher chance of success. Mm. So that's it. Um, and then the the third, I'm giving you guys the best stuff here. So here's the third <laughs> that's good. The third one is what I call the five hats problem of course creators. So courses and membership site type ideas are written just kind of the business opportunity of it all are exploding right now on the inter internet. And they say it's easy, but it's not. What I'm telling you is you have to be five people at once or build a team that can kind of fulfill these roles and those five hats are you have to be an expert you have to be a teacher or instructional designer you have to be uh, a technologist um, you have to be a community builder and you have to be an entrepreneur mm. these are all very different skill sets so once you get clear on that and get really honest about what your strengths and weaknesses are as an individual and address that and get the baseline up of of you know covering the bases across those five hats you're way more likely to be successful that's really interesting and something that really hadn't even occurred to me do you find that a lot of people uh, learn that lesson the hard way you know they kind of purchase the they build the course and what have you and they they get going on it and then they realize they can't they can't do three of those five roles and suddenly the whole thing is becoming unmanageable and it kind of falls off the radar a bit and never gets launched or doesn't go anywhere yeah, so unfortunately it happens way too much and mm. it really depends on the individual. It's almost, if I'm consulting with someone or somebody's asking for advice, the first thing I do is I just ask a lot of questions to so that I can kind of evaluate, oh, is this someone who's like an expert but doesn't really understand marketing and business building and things like that? Or is this an expert that has some business chops but is very limited in technical ability? Like, So the advice is going to be completely different depending upon where they're at. That's really interesting. And I like the idea of building the course kind of first and then going shopping, as you said, for software and tools after the fact. Because I, I bet that a lot of people who get into building courses obsess about the course software before they even build the course. And presumably, you know, it's just a, a waste of your time. But yeah, sage advice. I really like that. With um, with Lifter and other LMSs. What what kind of content are people putting out? I mean, the, the one that I see most often is video courses. So you know, there's a series of um, instructional videos. In my case, I'm looking, I'm thinking about WordPress. So somebody might be selling a course on how to uh, use a page builder or something like that. Um, and I see it as videos. But what what other kind of formats are possible? There's a lot. And so first, let me just say, when I think about niches for courses. There's like three main niches, which are health, wealth, and relationships. So, and then under those kind of mega niches, there's all kinds of topics. Like in relationships, there could be a parenting course. In health, there could be like a, some kind of diet course or nutrition course or whatever. In business, it could be a marketing course or 
whatever. So there's there's like literally thousands of these little niches that these courses can go into. And depending upon what niche it is, it, it, it really depends like basically what the course topic area is. And is this a behavior change course? Is it technical in nature? Like you mentioned, working with a page builder, you can, you're going to do screen sharing. You're going to do talking head. You're going to do some download like worksheets. You can do, um, assignment design is, is something that is really important because, uh, it's, a, it's not just about content anymore. I mean, that's where we started in the WordPress world with membership sites is like, I'm going to take my premium content, I'm going to lock it down, I'm going to put a price tag on it. But it's not about content anymore. It's about results. So depending upon what the course is about, what do you need for this individual to get results? Yes, there's going to be some video content, most likely. But it could also, I've, I've seen entire courses that are just text-based or mm. um Lots of you can use images. You can do the you can do audio files, uh, but assignments are really important. Like, so f uh, what I say is like get your learners taking action is something I say a lot. Like in Lifter, we have an assignment type which is a task list where they have to like check things off in order to complete the lesson. And if I'm going to teach you how to use a page builder, uh, it's it's not just about like the video tour of Beaver Builder, or Elementor, or whatever. Um, I would, I would design specific little assignments for people to do to make sure they integrate, they take action and integrate the learning. Cause you have to make the jump from entertainment to, you know, education. Mm. Basically you have to like integrate it and get some, get that muscle memory started, get people to start building things. So assignments and, and exercises I find are very important. In almost all courses. So you can you can throw into Lifter all these LMSs. You can throw things like video and PDFs and quizzes and assessments and all of that kind of stuff. But the 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 principle being get them doing things. Don't just don't just expect that if you've built a bunch of videos, twenty four videos, they're going to sit through and watch them all. You want to stop them periodically and and make them take action on it. Yeah, and the counterintuitive insight is give them the minimum required to get results. So just because you can do like videos and an audio version and a transcript and a download or whatever and it's all kind of the same thing that's cool and it appeals to multiple learning styles but in order to avoid overwhelming the learner we've all been a, in a giant course that's like way too massive um, what's the minimum required to get the result while addressing different learner styles and personalities it's a hard challenge yeah and i also but, bet it's a killer on the uh, the person making the content you know they've probably built four times more than they needed to and sweated every detail whereas they could have had a minimal viable product with far less uh, in it yeah and that's the other thing I, I i'm a big fan of with that minimum viable product or minimum viable course get it out as soon as possible mm. And then iterate on it. What I say, the course launch is not the finish line. That's actually the starting line. So you want to start getting people in there and like keep improving it because you're going to have so many assumptions, especially as as if you're not like a classically trained teacher or already experienced coach or whatever. You need to get you need to battle test your training with reality and start and just keep have a you know a, a continuous improvement mindset mm. the best courses and the ones the people making the big money and everything if 
a lot of it is about taking one course and just keep making it better and better year after year, launch after launch. And, and now you've really developed an asset. That's fascinating because you've literally answered my next question, which says, is it okay to iterate on the course or should I lock it all down before I release it? <laughs> Perfect. Uh, the, the question still remains, though, I suppose, it from a technical point of view. Let's say, for example, that I've set up a course where after they've watched five videos and done this quiz, they get some accreditation, which allows them to move on to the next phase of the course, for example. If I go juggling those videos about and say, well, the fourth one and the fifth one, I'm going to put into a different section. Does the technology stand in our way there? Or, or you know, do, do we have to re-accredit students? Or do, does, do these learning management systems cope with all of that and figure it out for themselves? Well, that course has moved, but it doesn't matter. They've done it anyway. It's all right. Or they've slot. Oh, I might slot in a new video between four and five, and that's fine as well. Can can the can the platform cope with all of this flux and iteration? Yeah, and the WordPress LMS space, um, you know, because WordPress is kind of a content first content management system. I I haven't had somebody tell me this about my own company. I didn't even realize we were doing it, but I guess I built an LCMS, which is a learning content management system. (laughs) But because of uh, the WordPress and stuff, we're really used to like creating content, moving things around, organizing content and stuff. So one of the things with Lifter is we have a course builder that you can add a new lesson, you can reuse uh, the content of a lesson, you can move things around, you can move entire sections around all from one interface. And if you add, if you add something to a course later, that's fine. And then the, the people who are in it before, if they still have access, now get access to that new content, right. you can do drip content, you can do prerequisites like this. If you want to like protect the focus of the learner, like for example, if I was teaching a, uh, a you know, like a behavior change course, I might be likely to do drip content so that I don't give them an opportunity to get distracted and go look at the, read the last lesson and like actually not do the work, the hard work. Yeah. 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 Uh, or, or prerequisites. Like you can't, I'm not going to, you can't take this content until about like, you know, managing your team until you've hired your team. So I might use prerequisites in that case to make sure people follow the process Mm. or you can have it wide open because for some content areas or con- or niches, um, you want people to be able to go to the part of the course that is most important to them. One of the big kind of things I've learned recently is course completion is a big problem in the industry, but it's not all it's not the be all end all metric. Maybe somebody comes to your course about using a page builder or building an agency or doing some kind of marketing and they got some gym out of lesson five that that's all they needed and they're good and they're successful. So it's not completion isn't everything. So Mm -hmm. use, use drip content and prerequisites sparingly. They do have their place, but, um, I think those kind of things have a tendency to get overused. Yeah. I'll bet there's a whole load of people who've embarked on the thought process of putting a course together and kind of got weighed down with too many details, exactly as we've said, and never got anywhere. But that's great. Great to know that, A, the advice is not to do that. Just get the minimal viable course out there. And B, that, you know, you can iterate on it later. You can move things around. You can add 
elements and apparently according to chris the most successful courses are the ones that do exactly that so boys and girls you've got no excuse if you've got an idea for a course yeah go for it because the platforms can accommodate you um so i'm going to encourage everybody at this point to go to lifterlms.com forward slash features where you will see a giant a really very impressive page full of features Whilst you've got that page open, I'm going to ask uh, Chris the, the 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 difficult question of why why Lifter LMS over other LMS platform solution plugin. So, the big the way I answer that question number one is I as a as a philosophy I focus on the customer, not the competition. So I really don't look at competition. But what I do do is I spend a ton of time with course creators, with our customers, with taking live sales calls, talking to people, listening to them. What are they looking for? That's where we get our product roadmap, if you will. Mm. It's it's not a feature arms race type situation. Like the LMS industry, e-learning industry, especially outside of WordPress included, is like massive. There's all these like tools out there that you could spend eternity doing uh, market research, which I see a lot of people doing when they're shopping for tools. But um, so there's that just philosophy. And I'm also a course creator. So it's kind of like the FUBU thing for us by us. Mm -hmm. Like when I first got into online courses, I created a organic gardening and permaculture course platform. I started partnering with experts all around the world. I even spent a a winter in Costa Rica with my wife and kids filming a two-week um, permaculture design course and bringing that expert online. So I like I know how course creators think because I am one. And so that's where a lot of it mm. comes from. Um, <clears throat> it, so I'm a, you know, I understand the course creator. Um, I wasn't a technologist shopping for a good niche to build a product in. This is like my labor of love, my passion. Mm -hmm. I'm all about all about learning. Right. In that so, case, go and close um, forward slash features because <laughs> that's not what we're drawing your <laughs> attention to. That's great. What a nice answer. I'm, I'm sorry if I interrupted you. I do apologize. Did you want to say some more? Uh, well, I would just add um, when I survey our customers, like why do they choose lifter like so they say uh three things uh number one which i didn't want to hear just to be frank with you is it's it's not how amazing the product is and everything that's what i want to hear but that's not what i hear i hear the number one reason people choose to invest in lifter is the community so and what that means is we have a really active facebook group I have a weekly live office hours, ask us anything mastermind with our top level customers. And people have created like business partnerships in there and all kinds of stuff mm. has exploded out of there. We have a, uh, like a, I, I, I try to help WordPress freelancers who want to specialize in WordPress LMS grow their businesses. So I have like a whole expert program to help promote people. Um, I do educational webinars just around those five hats problems we discussed to help br bring the community up in their skill set and understand what they might be missing and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. community is the number one. Number two from is the results focus. So we're focused on um, education, not just entertainment. 
and what what are the features required to get results? So you're correct. The features page is long. It, I don't think you should use everything, but what it, what is needed to get results? If, for example, like Lifter, we have um, private coaching features. Like if you want to do a course for, let's say, $500, but have an upsell to do the course plus one-on-one private coaching for $5,000, we've got tools in place, the technology in place to facilitate that kind of e-commerce and private content kind of relationship and mm. discussion within the platform. If you want to build a community as a value add, like we hear this all the time, if on course creator type interviews on podcasts and whatnot, as people, their customers say they came for the content, they stayed for the community. So if you want like a Facebook like experience on your website, we have our own kind of uh Facebook like experience, but on your website, not sending people over to a Facebook group to get distracted. Mm. Um, so there's all, there's a lot of features, but it, it depends on what people need to get results. They need great content. Do they also need coaching? Do they need community? Do they need a fee, you know, interaction with the instructors through like assignments and, um, quizzes and tests and that kind of thing. So the features are there, but we try to help people, design around results not just content yep let's imagine let's encourage everybody to go back to forward slash features uh now and let's imagine that i have um got this idea i want to build a course uh, i don't know about anything and i approach you and i say look i've settled on lifter it's it's what i want and i've seen this feature page which has got a hundred or more different things that the platform can do but um, I'm a little bit short of cash and I'm certainly short of time. Could you please tell me what it is that I need to concentrate on? What are the, you know, what are the, the features which have proven to, to offer a course that kind of just about captures everybody? Sure enough, it's not got this bell and that whistle is missing. But generally speaking, it's going to do, it's going to do well for me. Where, where would you advise me to, which features should I include right off the bat if I want to get started quick? I'll give you two answers. The first answer is close that page <laughs> and put up a uh, <laughs> put up a uh, like a sales page or just send an email or a Facebook post and offer private coaching. In the movie industry, this is called a, or television is called a pilot. So pilot the fact that you can coach people and help them get a result and do it in a completely non-scalable way through all you need is like Skype and a PayPal account and let's just let's just validate that you can help somebody through a process and charge something for it. But this is, this is a validation exercise. Now let's assume that we've done that and we've piloted our program in a very high touch, lots of feedback environment. Now let's open that page back up again. And with lifter, one of our philosophies is another one is we try to give away as much value as we possible possibly can for free. So I would go get the free Lifter LMS plugin, which is incredibly powerful. And that tool is designed to help you, you know, build a great course and validate it without having to invest a single dollar with Lifter LMS. We'll be there when you want more advanced stuff, but go, go validate with the free tool. So with that, I would do video content. Let's, cause I guess let me back up and say people tend to try to automate too early. Mm. So, so they do, um, 
they like launch a course, they build all the videos and everything, but it's, it's completely automated and depending upon their marketing ability or, or, um, influence or whatever, they just, they have a hard time getting started. But what I would, I would say start high end, like with a high dollar course and do some, add some non-scalable, like your time to it. So what I mean by that is create the video course, try to be a minimalist, um, create, uh, some stuff like uh, curriculum stuff that would be helpful outside of video, like some worksheets or diagrams and, you know, process schematics and, and whatever that can help people. So you're not just talking head and screen sharing all the time to kind of grasp the core ideas for whatever the course is about. And then also add a weekly or monthly or whatever you want to do live, either one-on-one -on -one or group office hours component that you can run through a tool like Zoom or GoToMeeting or Skype or whatever. And that's your, that's your MVP right there. Hmm. That's not the answer I was expecting, but it is an answer that I really like. Um, you know, find an audience, prove that you can sell, not, not sell, that's entirely the wrong way, prove that you can teach that audience um, and then go out and test the free product and then as needed, start to add on the extra bits. Uh, that's great. That's it, it, The word is moral, I think. I want to use the word moral there because it just sounds like the right advice as opposed to, you know, here's a bunch of features that we could sell you right off the bat. That's great. Speaking of features, there's obviously that page, but there's also a there's an add-ons page. And if, if it's okay with you, we'll kind of get onto that now, the, the sort of sure. pr pricing of things. Let's assume that, you know, we've taken your advice and we've tested things out. And now we're at the point where we want to throw um, throw a, a little bit of money at the, the LMS and make it do a little bit more than, than, we've, than we intended at the start. What is your pricing? How does it work? What kind of tiers and structure do you have um, for people building courses? So our, we have what's called the add-on model. So the core lifter is incredibly powerful by itself. Um, but then you can start adding on to it with various add-ons. Our most popular add-on is our Stripe add-on for credit card processing mm. for one-time and recurring payments. So that's a $99 add-on. If people are going to get just one, they usually get that. Or that if they're already a WooCommerce user or, you know, they're selling other products besides courses and memberships, then they'll, you know, our WooCommerce add-on is very popular as well as our PayPal add-on. Mm. So that's like the e-commerce stuff. Uh, we integrate with marketing, a couple of marketing platforms like MailChimp, which is super helpful. Like we were talking about earlier, building community both before and after the sale. Mm. Like, like if you're going to do a free course for lead generation, which is a great idea, um, you want to get those people on an email list, categorized by the fact that they're in the free course, and you know apply tags and things yep. when they complete the course, and now you're ready for your selling opportunity. So that's that's the marketing automation stuff. Um, then we've got some integrations with forms. Uh, you know, which is really helpful for if you want to require people to submit certain forms to collect data for either coaching or just course content type ex data exchange. That's super helpful. Um, but basically, when people get to the point where like, that's cool, I need several of those, then they're, they're probably going to look at our universe bundle, yep. which is our most popular seller, which has all 
all that stuff in it. I forget the exact dollar value, but it's an incredible value. It's over a thousand dollars to buy all the stuff separately that's included in it. And then we have the infinity bundle, which is our big bundle. And that has everything we talked about, plus some advanced features, which uh, this is where we really get into the Lifter LMS secret sauce, if you will. Of it's not, And it's not that secret because I'm talking about it here, which is <laughs> uh, the focus on results. So this is where the advanced features come in, where you can have that social learning environment. So that's the social learning add-on. We've got assignments designed around results so that there's a bunch of assignment types specifically around helping people get results, a bunch of advanced quizzing features where instructors can provide feedback and do manual grading and remarks to help open up that feedback loop and help get their students getting results. Um, and we've also got that weekly office hours mastermind call, which is also designed around helping course creators get unstuck and get results and learn from each other. Um, which has turned into a beautiful thing. Yeah. So those are those are things that are in the that are in the highest end package of the Infinity Bundle. Um, so all add-ons are you know they're all available separately. Some people get like one thing or a couple things or but you know or you can just look at the bundles. Okay, so it's um it's kind of like an a la carte sort of system. Um, you sort of pick and choose what it is that you need and p- put them in as you need them. Um, but if you've if you've outgrown that model and you're finding that the uh, you know the system is is requiring more, you go for the infinity or the the other bundles that Chris has just mentioned. Infinity being the biggest one and universe being the, the not quite so large. Yeah, that's great. And speaking of your podcast, you've got um, the the URL is podcast.lifterlms.com. I'm very pleased to get to 100 episodes of my podcast you on the other hand uh, not satisfied with a mere 100 you're on <laughs> as i speak you're on 200 plus is this is this something that you do because you're, you're like really into it is this a part of like chris's life that you really enjoy is it is it trying to help the community of people with lms is it trying to teach lms stuff or is it i, I don't know what what is it so there's a concept in permaculture which is my online course expertise uh, which is a design science around like sustainable agriculture and lifestyle and other things. But one of the uh, cons- key concepts of permaculture is called function stacking, Ooh. where you do something that is beneficial in multiple ways, basically. And so podcasting is all of those things that you mentioned. It's, um, it's a labor of love. Mm-hmm. It's a way for me to help my community get results. We're going back to the community piece. So I'm interviewing people who are experts across those five hats problems I was talking about Yep, yep. as a way to get in people's earbuds and help them level up their abilities as a course creator and also increase their odds of success. Um, it's also selfishly an opportunity for me to get free consulting if I get like an expert <laughs> about something that I get to like personally, you know, get some advice that's, you know, in a high leverage way, I guess. So it's, it's all those things. I, I, I just love doing it. It's absolutely my favorite bit of the week. Um, 
I just think it's wonderful doing this. And like you said to me before we began this, it's just nice to meet new people and, and hang out with the people that, you, uh, that you've that you got in your little community. It's absolutely wonderful. But it's it like you said, it's eating your own dog food, or you had a different way of describing that. But the point is you're, you're practicing what you preach. You're, um, you're in your community, giving it a go. And it's really a wonderful looking little podcast. You know, well, I'd say little. I didn't mean it like that. I just meant, you know, it's... Uh, uh, Every single thing around this ecosystem that you've got. So, for example, episode 201, discovering the WordPress community, leading events and the power of contributing with Lifter LMS co-founder Thomas Levy. And, and the titles are all like that. You know, they're very, very um, focused. Very on long. What it, yeah, but focused. <laughs> good SEO. Focused on what you're doing. So... Um, I, I, if it's all right with you, Chris, we've kind of reached the the, the point where I'm going to say uh, you've got a couple of minutes to to describe your yourself. Tell us a little bit about your um, stuff that's going on outside. I expect you've got a load of interesting stuff to say. You know, what with Costa Rica and Alaska. Give us your Twitter handle. Tell us about anything you want. Go for it. Sure. So you can find me on Twitter at Chris Badgett. Um, so. Th- and you can find me on my website, lifterlms.com. LifterLMS is not just me. It's a team right now of eight people that make that happen. Uh, so you can go there. The podcast is called LMS Cast. Uh, but the, the, you, so you can just Google that or type that, the URL, podcast.lifterlms.com. Um, so one of my things with like, so academically, before I even went to Alaska, my background is actually in social science and anthropology and sustainable development. And it was through those skills that I, I kind of like backwardsly fell into like entrepreneurship and marketing and things like that. But I, I come at it from a human connection angle and, and, and just understanding human and how people are different and how cultures are different and all those, those types of things. So the reason I bring that up is that's what the Lifter LMS brand is all about. It's all about human connection. Mm. It's about doing things that don't scale, like podcasting. <laughs> and <laughs> although it can scale, I guess. I mean, there's there's tons of great content that then more and more and more people watch or whatever. But that's what that's what I'm all about. I'm also super passionate about learning. Like I'm a I'm a homeschooling parent, so our kids are at home, and wow. it's one of the reasons I've got a. Um, uh, like a a little tiny house style office cabin in my backyard because my kids are always running around as, as I needed a quiet place to work. But if you want to see how that's evolved, um, you can look at uh, go look at Twitter and go look through the pictures and you, you'll see where I'm actually I'm not even that great at construction, but I'm learning building from a friend. And uh, I'm, I, I just love learning. It's something I'm so passionate about. And, uh, <laughs> so those are the those are the places to find me and, and my adventures and the other great people that I'm on the journey with. Oh, it sounds really interesting. You've got my you really have piqued my interest. There's an awful lot of the stuff that you've described that you've done and the, some of the stuff that you've just mentioned. Uh, I kind of get the feeling that maybe maybe you and I would have a, a nice drink in a pub one day and have a lot to talk about. <laughs> that sounds good yeah it's only a matter yeah. of time yeah well thank you chris for coming on today um as i said if you go to um go and find lifter lms at lifterlms.com uh, forward slash whatever um but the the basic page will get you started you can go and check out his product and reach him on all of the ways that he said i appreciate you coming on thank you very much indeed thanks for having me nathan 
Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to Chris Badgett talk about Lifter LMS. LMSs and learning management and courses seems to be a dramatically growing area on the internet, so it might be worth checking it out for your next project or for your clients. The WP Builds podcast was sponsored today by Project Huddle. Are you still using email for client feedback? Well, there's a better way. With Project Huddle, client feedback has never been easier. Point, click and type interactive comments right on top of any website. Delegate, manage and resolve issues with your team. Get quick, clear approval from your clients, white label it and look like a pro. For 20% off, visit projecthuddle.io forward slash WP builds. And we sincerely thank all of our sponsors on the WP Builds podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Join us again on Monday when we'll give you about 15 minutes of the WordPress weekly news. And if we don't see you then, perhaps we'll see you next Thursday. I will fade in the cheesy music and say bye-bye for now. Thank you.